Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. We are women helping women to read their Bibles in the Dayton region and beyond. In order to equip our sisters to dig into scripture, we have started an initiative called At Home in the Word. This podcast series is one of multiple resources created by our team to help you increase your confidence in your own personal study of God's Word. On this season of the podcast, we will be focusing on the overall meta-narrative of Scripture and the specific genres of Scripture. So grab your Bible and a notebook and listen in. Ladies, we invite you to join us Thursday, March 22nd at Keystone Church, 1600 Brownlee Drive in Kettering for our next teaching collective. For more info, please visit DaytonWomenInTheWord.com. To celebrate our At Home in the Word podcast series, we are giving away a Bible study called Seamless by Angie Smith. To see details about how to win this awesome study, see our social media on Instagram and Facebook. Welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. My name is Jillian and I'm your host today. And today we are talking to Kate. Hey, Kate. Hey, Jillian. We're talking, what are we talking about today, Kate? We're going to talk about the Old Testament. Dun, dun, dun. I know. No, just kidding. (laughs) It's one of our favorite things. It sure is. Um, But uh, that's awesome. Before we get started, Kate, will you just tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what God has you up to in this season of your life? Sure. Uh, I am a wife. My husband and I have been married for three years. He's really sweet. We are very different. That's still newlywed category. I know. I head. think newlywed is until you have children, right? That's, I, that's what qualifies for, it? For us, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We're still there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We've, we've had some challenges at this point. Let's be real. But um, I think you're still there. Kate. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so we're very different. He's... Um, Really laid back, which mm-hmm. is great because I am very enthusiastic mm-hmm. about a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I love I, this about you. Oh, thank you. I really <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, I am also studying clinical mental health, which is something else that sounds a lot scarier than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it just means that I work with people mm-hmm. and talk to them. Mm-hmm. about the things that are happening in their lives. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. You do this very similar. Also something we have in common because that's my training as that's well. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Just delightful little little nuggets that yeah. we share. Yeah. And you are going to be done with that schooling relatively soon, yeah? So soon. Yeah. May 4th. Congratulations. Thank you. You're the home stretch girl. I am. I'm really close. <sighs> it's like just internship and that's so it. she can relate with all you students out there just uh, trying to make the last lap here. Just trying to push through. Yeah. Go strong in the way of the Lord. <laughs> Hang in there, girl. Thank you. All right. So tell us why why we're here, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> why is it important to have sort of this basic understanding of the big picture of the Old Testament? Why not just open up to a specific book that you're trying to study in the Old Testament? To me, the most important thing is context. Uh, And it was hard to think about this question and to tease through just the Old Testament because so much of the New Testament 
relates back to the Old Testament. And so much of the Old Testament we see in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Like the promise of Christ is in Genesis. Mm -hmm. That's where it starts. Mm -hmm. So the whole story is important for us. It's also, it's a grace and a gift to be on this side of the timeline and to have the whole picture. Mm -hmm. That's something that other believers didn't have. Mm -hmm. It's something that God's chosen people didn't have. They just, they had a lot of trust and a lot Mm -hmm. of faith which we benefit from greatly by reading about them through his story. Yeah, and you got to really give kudos to them. And really, you know, it's the fa- it's a gift God has given them, but mm-hmm. you got to think what big faith they must have had to have. And yeah. sometimes we get really uh, like, man, those Israelites, they just don't get it. Like, <laughs> what? You know, how many times? But they didn't necessarily – have all the the graces that we have in that like mm-hmm. they didn't see they didn't see the big picture like we see it now but the truth is neither do we you mm-hmm. know I mean we ha- we're still not to the end of the story definitely um, but they had the character of God and they had what had um, happened before them to look back on and and um, obtain a greater faith in who God is, not necessarily in the way things are going to end, if that makes sense, but in in the steadiness of steadfastness of the Lord. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. We have a much bigger picture mm-hmm. than some of those initials, but God is still much greater than I can even comprehend. There is no mind on earth that understands the depth and breadth of the Lord. Mm. Um, but we can begin to mm-hmm. by utilizing his spirit as we read mm-hmm. um, and looking through the whole narrative mm-hmm. rather than just the pieces that we might be more comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally. Totally. And that's encouragement um, for us to um, see the big picture and see the God of the big picture. Totally. So when the listener does open their Bible, what will they find there? Uh, because the Old Testament is not necessarily structured maybe how um, we would expect it to be, maybe. Mm. So, you know, tell us a little bit about the structure of the Old Testament. Sure. Uh, the Old Testament is structured by genres and categories. Uh And I looked up why that is, because I know that's a question. And I had a very... (laughs) She's prepared. I I tried. (laughs) Uh, I had a very, like, loose understanding of it. Uh, But it comes from the Hebrew text, the original. That's the way that they were structured, were by those genres. So as we developed the Old Testament in Christian culture, we maintained that same division so it would match the hebrew texts Mm -hmm. yeah so when you open it up it's not going to be like from start to finish no story no annoyingly no (laughs) there are (laughs) bibles that you can get yes that do that yes there are bibles that you can get that do that there are also study plans that do that uh And even looking through the plans, you can see how much jumping there is. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I was thinking about this talk and going through it, I found a chronological reading plan and just tried to put it all together 
in big chunks so that I could see it and learned that the first psalm that was written, he was written by Moses, is actually Psalm 90. Yes. Not Psalm 1. (laughs) Psalm 90. So even when you're reading through psalms, this is good to keep in mind because you're going to be popping all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And there are there are a lot of authors in Psalms. Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot going on. Yeah. So we can touch that in a little bit. And last year we as a ministry did a reading plan that went chronologically. Mm-hmm. It was called Dating Women in the Word 365. And yeah. we have that reading plan on our website and we'll link it in the show notes for you. Um, but I remember being surprised after a couple chapters in Genesis suddenly being in in Job. In Job. Yeah. yeah. And then hopping back over and and same with the Psalms. The Psalms mm-hmm. kind of interjected in many different places throughout. Yeah. Um, so that's a good point. Something to keep in mind as you are reading. And I I was thinking about this that something that has really helped me. Um, actually, two things that has helped me has been reading my kids the Jesus Storybook Bible mm. because it does. <laughs> It goes through chronologically, um, and so it kind of gives you a basic understanding as you're reading that. And then um, a, a Bible study that we're uh, giving away on this season called Seamless, and it was just six weeks, mm. but it did go over the grand story, the grand timeline, and it had these little icons for each sort of movement, and that was really helpful for me to visualize <laughs> as I went through as well. Yeah. So awesome. So talk to me about the major storylines happening uh, in the Old Testament. So what's kind of, what's kind of the overall Old Testament story? Oh, gosh. Uh, this was, again, very hard for me to like simmer down yeah. to like it's essential <laughs> because yeah. so much happens yeah. in the Old Testament. Um, I mean, if you look at your Bible... It is the majority of the Bible. It is, yeah. It's thirty-seven books. Wow. So that's that's a lot. Yeah. They're big. They're big books. They are. Yeah. They're long books. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, A lot of them are. Not everyone. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking about Ruth for a hot second. Like that's not really a big book, but (laughs) but there are some really big narrative Mm -hmm. chunks in there. Psalms is pretty big too, and Job's pretty big. So, so in general, the thing that you'll find is the story of creation and then man's fall. So how we are separated from God with that initial promise of Christ. Those two are partnered together. Mm-hmm. And those happen pretty quick. Pretty quick, within yeah. the first three chapters. Yeah, It's like God creates the world in chapter one. We yeah. hear a little bit more about how he created man in chapter two. And in chapter three, the enemy has come in and we are separated from the Lord. Can you imagine if we were left without those three chapters of the Old Testament? I mean, we would really be questioning a lot of things, and I'm <laughs> thankful for it because we, you know, when we divide the story into the meta narrative, which is the creation, fall, redemption, restoration, mm-hmm. the first two categories happen in the in the first two, like immediately, yeah, yeah, chapter, the or the first moments. three chapters yeah. of the of the Bible. 
And uh, I'm studying for second and third John with my church right now. And so many times John, the author of those epistles, says, in the beginning, in the beginning, mm-hmm. God, the God from the beginning. And so it's important. It's really important for us. And, and first, second, third John is at the end of the Bible. Right. So he's really emphasizing the beginning. We have to know the beginning mm-hmm. because we have to know the God of the beginning is still the same God mm-hmm. of today. So that's really, really important. So we start off creation, fall. Right. What comes next, Kate? So next we see the patriarchs. Okay. So that takes place through most of the remainder of Genesis. Mm-hmm. And then Exodus Oh, now I'm going to have to test my Bible knowledge. <laughs> Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy yeah. are then all the story of Moses and Numbers, mm-hmm. which is where they count all of the Jewish mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. which is important, mm-hmm. but is a lot of information. Yes. 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 Uh, so it's the patriarchs that are next. And take so up. patriarchs are like Abraham, mm-hmm. Isaac. Jacob and Moses. Yeah. Yeah, Jacob is also called Israel Okay, for part of it. And from my own reading, it looks like he gets called Israel when he's doing God's work, hmm. and he gets called Jacob when he's not. <laughs> interesting, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, God God changes his name he does. to Israel, and then his people are then called the Israelites. Israelites. Yeah. Yep, they yeah. are his people. Yeah. So uh, eventually Joseph's in there, Mm -hmm. and um, after a while they've been in Egypt for a while, then comes Moses. Yes. So they've been in Egypt for, I think, 400 years and just sort of waiting Mm -hmm. to be let go. Mm -hmm. And when Moses finally comes, the Israelites really don't believe him, don't know what's going on. Uh, We see... The plagues happen in this time. That's an exodus. We see God's people being let go from out under Egypt. That's an exodus. And then they go on their exodus. So exodus is really just leaving a place. That's the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So then they leave. And at first they're really excited because they get to be with God. Mm-hmm. And they're also complaining <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> which part of me understands because I don't know that I would want to walk for that long. Yeah. Cars are an important piece to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's new and unknown mm-hmm. and they're walking into something that, you know, it, it, sometimes they're like, well, I was suffering, but at least I knew that suffering. Right. And now they're walking into an unknown and they have to they have to exercise their trust muscles. They do. And uh, they're not very strong. They're not. And yeah. it's trusting a God that they aren't really sure about anymore mm-hmm. because from their perspective, he's gone. He mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for them to say, oh, God, you are here. You are present. You are taking care of me is a really big muscle to try to flex again. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. So then what happens? They're they're out of Egypt. Out of Egypt. Eventually they leave the wilderness. It takes a long time and they reach the Forty ish years. Forty years or so <laughs> in the yeah. desert. So then they reach their promised land. Yeah. And during that time frame we have the judges. Hmm. So those are people that God has set up to be over the Israelites. And they rule over the different problems that the Israelites are having. They try to lead the people in God's way Mm -hmm. and show them the best 
that they can be. Yeah. So what are some examples of some judges we see in the Bible? I'm going to tell you my favorites. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I have them. Uh, Deborah okay. is one of the judges. Um, she's a lady. She is a lady. Hey. She's a really tough lady. Okay. And calls the Israelites to battle hmm. against one of the other nearby kings who are trying to take them over. Hmm. And she sort of looks at everybody and says, like, it's time to get up and move. Because you're all sitting around, and this yeah. is our land that God has given us. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she She's really cool. puts a fire under their butt. She does. <laughs> yeah, she even goes with uh, the captain hmm. and says, like, you're coming Like you're coming with me. Hmm. If you're going at all, you're coming hmm. with me. Kind of sounds... Kind of sounds like Joan of Arc a little bit. In a little. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe yeah. There's some. Similar narratives, <laughs> for sure. Similar but narratives. Joan of Arc's not in the Bible, guys. <laughs> no, she's not. She's French and comes much later. Yeah, yeah she yeah. has. She definitely has faith. But, yeah, yeah that's that's uh, really cool. So that Deborah's one of your favorites. Do you have she's, another favorite? Yeah, Gideon. Mm. I love I love the story of Gideon uh, because I felt very similar to him. Mm. So God calls him out of the smallest tribe, and he spends a lot of time saying, God, are you sure? Because I, are you sure it's me? Because I <laughs> have a lot of reasons why it shouldn't be me. And he asks God to give him signs. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one is first, mm-hmm. but there are two signs, both involving a rug, where he says, Lord, have everything be wet but this rug. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up, and that happens, and he says, okay, God, can I wake up and have everything be dry but this rug? Mm-hmm. And it says that when he woke up, he was able to wring water out of the rug mm-hmm. while the rest of the room was completely dry. Mm-hmm. And then from there, he takes an army to fight the incoming people. I believe it's the Assyrians. Okay. And as he's leading them, God says, take your 3,000 and... Like, only take the men who lap up the water in the river. Because hmm. they've been going for a long time. Hmm. Gideon sort of begrudgingly says, okay. Mm-hmm. And he watches the men who do that, who stick their face in the water and who lap the water up like dogs. Mm-hmm. And he calls those people, and now he has 300. Hmm. Which is a much smaller number than the army that he's going against. Hmm. And he says, God, are you sure? Are we, like, are we... Are you sure that this is going to work? Because if this does not work, I look fairly crazy. <laughs> and God just continues to reassure him and says that it's his plan and that it's He has a lot of questions way. of the a Lord. Lot. He yeah. he tests the Lord he does. a lot. He tests yeah. the Lord a lot. And God comes through every time. Yeah. Every time. It's interesting because we find those stories in the book of Judges, correct? Mm-hmm. And And yet the book of Judges is not all these mountaintop. No. I, those are some of my favorites too, Kate. But what's going on with the rest of that, uh, the rest of that time period that leads into another period, right? Sure. So through the judges goes through the best of them and then it ends with the worst. Hmm. So as you go through, you see how far away the people hmm. get from God. Hmm. Uh so the very last judge mentioned is Samson, mm-hmm. who we know as being the strong man. Mm-hmm. He's set up as a judge, but he's not really leading God's people. Mm-hmm. He's not really focused on the Lord mm-hmm. or what he wants and even gives up his God-given strength mm-hmm. because another 
another woman from another culture. Yeah. Sort of tempts him into it. Yeah. In uh, First John, you could tell this is what I'm studying right now, but it's uh, there's a section about not loving the world. It goes into the specifics, the the lust of the flesh, the mm-hmm. lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And mm-hmm. I think of, of Samson yeah. of falling to his lusts at that point instead of his one passion being the Lord. He gets distracted. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely did. And even – so even though the story of Gideon is wonderful, it ends with Gideon – Putting up an idol to a bale, hmm. a different, a different god hmm. from a different culture. Hmm. Um, so these are not the best people, <laughs> but they are the people that God is choosing to use yeah. to show to show us his story. Well, that's encouraging to us too, because we feel a little bit of a kinship with that as Mm -hmm. well. We know ourselves and we know our sin and it's encouraging that God uses us weak vessels. And at the end of Judges, it says everyone was doing what was right in their own eyes. Mm -hmm. So they had shifted their focus off the Lord and they're all doing their own thing, not following the Lord. So what does God do at that point? So then what God does is he begins to bring up prophets and kings. Hmm. Originally, Israel wasn't supposed to have kings. Hmm. They talk about that a little bit in Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. But even in Deuteronomy, he makes rules for those kings. Hmm. So God knew where his people were heading. Hmm. Uh, Again, another incredible grace. Hmm. The king that we hear most about in the New Testament is David. Hmm who's a man after God's own heart, um, who reading the Old Testament, you see there are people and times where he really is a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. And he's also a man full of sin mm-hmm. and full of hardship. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the warrior kings, which meant that he wasn't allowed to create God's temple, mm-hmm. his like meeting place, because there was so much battle mm-hmm. that David had seen mm-hmm. and been a part of. So who did make his temple? Solomon did. <gasps> da, da, da. I know. Have I told you I'm name, naming my next baby Solomon? You know. And now <gasps> everyone knows. But I know. But it's not It's I'm not necessarily. So I don't really love the Solomon of the Bible, though. But right. I do love Solomon's uh, comes from the Hebrew shalom, which mm. means peace. And... Um, Sorry, Solomon in the Bible. He just had too many women. He for did. My taste. Yeah, I don't. Um, he. I'm going to be the only woman in got, my son's heart. So yes, that's <laughs> forever. <laughs> do you hear that, baby? I'm just kidding, but I I do feel like he was a little fancy free with his affection. He he. That is a great way to put that. <laughs> Disney is looking for you, Jillian. <laughs> oh man, that's. I don't think so. I didn't know that. Yeah, that it makes sense that yeah. Solomon comes from peace, yeah. and that baby would have truly been a peace mm. to David. Hmm. Uh, Solomon was from one of David's many wives, mm. and this was a wife that he stole from someone else. And mm. The story of Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. Lots of in- intrigue yeah. in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Solomon was given the gift of wisdom, mm. so he was the wisest king. But even with the gift of wisdom, we see that he makes a lot of unwise Decisions. choices. Yeah. 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 So there are those are three major kings that yeah. happen Saul, David, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Solomon. 
um, and Solomon builds the temple. He builds the temple. He continues to bring the Israelites closer to the Lord because the priests are now more able to work with the people. And then after Solomon, the kingdom basically collapses. Hmm. There becomes a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom of Israelites. The northern kingdom eventually becomes Samaria. Hmm. Uh, So if you're familiar with the story of the good Samaritan, Hmm. those were the people who used to be Israelites and then intermarried with the people around them, which they weren't supposed to do. Hmm. They built temples to other gods. Mm -hmm. They were once God's people and then are no longer. Yeah. And then the southern kingdom is where Jerusalem is. Okay. Which is where Jesus eventually goes Mm. to be crucified. Mm. And it's where all those things start to fit together for us. Yeah. Yeah. So after the – so you said the kings and the prophets happen. They happen pretty simultaneously. Simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, So one of the prophets that comes during the time of the kings is Samuel. Okay. Okay. so he sets up Saul okay. to be king. And then when God, it says that he took his spirit off of Saul, hmm. he put it onto David. Hmm. And then Samuel finds David hmm. to become king. The wee tiniest of Jesse's family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The youngest of the crew. Yeah. Looking after his sheep. Singing saying, for don't, them. Don't look down on the youngest. I am a youngest. <laughs> Solomon's going to be my youngest. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Lord's a, well, I trust the Lord on that one. But but <laughs> just just kind of cool. Another yeah. example of God using sort of the weak things of this it world is, to yeah. show his strength. Definitely. And that even reminds me of Paul's letter to Timothy, where mm-hmm. he says, do not let people look down on you because of your youth. Hmm. Like, God's going to use you, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter where you are in your family. It doesn't matter where you are in your life right Mm -hmm. now. If God wants to use you, he's going to. Preach. Preach. My TED Talk is coming out. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it first here, guys. Oh, gosh, the pressure. (laughs) So, yeah, so we're at – the prophets came out. Mm -hmm. Uh, First one we're talking about was Samuel. Samuel. Okay. Right. So then the the next few – happen during the kings and mostly when the kings are not following the Lord. Hmm. And they're there to say, this is what God is trying to tell you hmm. and trying to trying to get you to do. So the ones you might most be familiar with are Isaiah, hmm. uh, Ezekiel, Jeremiah. Hmm. Um, they're during the Assyrian capture. And then Daniel happens during the Babylonian capture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our very final prophet is Malachi. Hmm. Yeah. And then he ends he ends it. Yeah. Up until the return. Yeah, and there's uh, I think around 400 years. Yeah. of it you know, we call them silence. God knew God was definitely active during mm-hmm. that time, but mm-hmm. we have no uh, recording in the Bible of what goes on in between that last prophet and the time when right. Jesus comes right. to us. So, man, that was great. Thanks for telling us the story of the Old Testament. Sure. <laughs> we'll pick up in the next episode about the <laughs> New Testament, but we're not quite done here. I, I want to ask Kate. Um, so if a, a listener is like, okay, I'm I'm getting on board, uh, how, how would you advise them? to start reading? Where sure. where should they start and why? Okay. <clears throat> My preference is to start in Genesis 
because it's the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so that sets up the whole sets up the whole narrative. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for somewhere to start, I would say start in Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked a couple other people what they thought and when they would suggest. And some of the suggestions that came up uh, were to start in Psalms or Proverbs. Okay. Uh, so even though you don't get context with those, Psalms can really help you learn how to pray. Mm. That's what it did for me. It helped me to really relearn how to pray mm-hmm. and how to talk to God mm-hmm. uh, and how to listen to him as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Proverbs is a much more structured version, mm-hmm. which will do a similar thing. So yeah. it'll set out wisdom literature and um, it'll just set you up to see some of the things that God is asking for. Yes. Uh, it's very it, practical it's for your life. It's very practical. You'll, you won't search far to find application that right. comes from Proverbs. It'll yeah. happen immediately and probably too much. You'll probably be like, whoa, yeah. that's you'll, too many things to concentrate on You'll need the New Testament yes. after. Yeah. You'll need to see the grace after you read Proverbs. Yeah. Uh, but for me, starting either in Psalms, because it's the poetry, it's the emotion of it, that mm-hmm. really helped me to connect a relationship mm-hmm. to God and mm-hmm. not just a time frame yeah. to reading my Bible Yeah. Uh, or starting in Genesis, because yeah. it's a narrative it's a little easier to understand mm-hmm. and it tells this magnificent story yeah mm-hmm. i think my tip with either of those would, it would be to study the context because yeah. i studied well i didn't study that's the, the problem i tried to read through genesis many mm. times and i would kind of get through the stories that i knew of because a lot of them are told in our Sunday schools or when we're, we're young or, or even to just, you know, even if you just have a very basic rudimentary understanding of the Bible, you, you might know some of the stories that are in Genesis, but I'd get to the ones I didn't know and they would kind of slow me up and I would be like, I do not know what's like, these are kind of uncomfortable for me. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is the same God that is in the New Testament. And so I think having a good study Bible is helpful in uh, being able to get a little bit more context into that, those stories, or even with Psalms, because, man, I agree. Like Psalms, if you... Uh, open up, it will definitely teach you how to pray, teach you a lot about how you can be honest with the Lord. Psalms 23, for instance, is just a beautiful chapter of the Bible. There are also chapters that are really jarring, though, and you'll come to it, and if you're new to the Bible, it will really um, set you on edge. I mean, there's a psalm where um, someone is saying, blessed are they who dash their babies against the rocks. Well, if you know the context of that psalm, it makes sense that they're saying that. And it's really not a prescription like you should do this. (laughs) It is an outpouring of someone's heart about the injustice that has been done to them. So I would say either of those directions are so great. And my asterisk would be and get you a good study Bible because they yeah. can you can run into issues with both of them. You definitely can. Yeah. And it's easy to get lost in the details. Yes. Rather than pulling back and saying, like, God, I know that this is still you and this yes. is still your story. Yes. And this is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a good study Bible so that you can like just look down and be like, Okay, what what is this? What's going What's on? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that's helpful for me is to do 
the Bible Projects videos mm. on the chapter. Oh, yeah. Because it'll give a great big overview of yeah. what's going on and help to sort through some of those pieces. Really fun illustrations, yeah. uh, quick videos, too. So they really, really sum it down and, and make it simple, and that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. So those those were a couple of our warnings or tips. Kate, do you have anything else you'd want to add to that um, for the reader and their approach to the Old Testament? I think the biggest thing that I could say is don't be afraid. Hmm. Allow yourself to be vulnerable, Mm. to not know, to ask questions, Mm -hmm. and to sit in that discomfort a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it's in those places that we meet. Mm. It's in those places we meet the Lord. Yeah. And we meet his grace and his goodness. Yeah. Uh, And maybe study with a friend. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Don't. Go it alone. Yeah. Because these things can be confusing. And we were meant to be in community, so utilize that community. Yeah. And we try – that's one of our heartbeats behind Dating Women in the Word. Mm -hmm. If you don't have someone – please reach out because uh, we have a whole community on our Facebook and you could just say, hey, I'm thinking about studying this. Does anyone want to do it with me? I mean, I know that takes vulnerability, but we'll just cheer you on so much when you do that. We're, we're really behind you taking those steps of faith and um, saying, I'm going to do what's uh, best for my walk with God this year. So uh, how about you, Kate? Is there anything that has helped you personally in understanding this overall storyline of the Old Testament? There are so many things and so many people who have contributed to this and even to what I love about the Old Testament and seeing its grounding but the honesty in it and the vulnerability in it is that I came to a point where I needed the Old Testament and I needed the big picture to really see God and his faithfulness. Um, and it happened about five years ago. My mm. family went through a really hard time mm. um, with my dad's autoimmune disorder and he was comatose for two weeks and mm. Um, he had to learn how to walk again and Mm. it was a struggle for my family and it was hard for me because learning about what was going on, I remember crying out to the Lord and saying why, Mm. but also thanking him for the hurt because I knew it meant that love was deep. Mm. But after that point, it's not like things were suddenly better when my dad was, Mm -hmm. there was still a lot of growing that I had to do and there was still a lot of agitation in it where I needed to see God's whole story Hmm. and the Old Testament for me was easier to hold on to Hmm. and say that it was it was grounding Hmm. it was something that I could prove a little more easily Hmm. and it was something that just struck me Hmm. that it tied in so closely to the Old Testament which I knew which I had studied way more often. Mm -hmm. So the pieces really fell into place when I, when I had that struggle Mm -hmm. and it's not something that's easy and it's something that I'm thankful for now. Yeah. But at the time that was, that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the thing about the old Testament is it covers a huge period of time. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, 
we can see it and read through it really fast, but if we actually enter into the stories of those people, they're sitting there for a while. They're sitting in the wilderness for a while. They're sitting in the battles for a while yeah. with, think about Joshua or um, there's really a lot, or or they're sitting in their sin mm-hmm. for a while and they have to come to a really desperate point of confession. Mm-hmm. And so if you really are struggling with any point of our humanity, I mean, really any point of our humanity, <laughs> and you need encouragement to see uh, to see God outside of that. You mm-hmm. know, I think the Old Testament is right, perfect for you to yeah. be able to go go to yeah. and um, see that um, this is just one point of uh, the grand big story of eternity. Definitely, yeah, yeah. And we might be it's it's hard to it's hard to swallow but um our whole life is kind of a wilderness where we're waiting for the promised land Mm -hmm. and so even when we think things are going well this is not how the world should be and this is not how god created it to be right and he's gonna make all things new again and uh praise the lord stay stay tuned for the new testament man because i'm getting ahead of myself (laughs) but kate is there any resources you want to share uh with our audience you talked about the bible project you talked about study bibles yeah Um, anything else you want to add to that list sure um i mean i have a whole list here (laughs) we'll definitely get it to robin with my resources (laughs) yeah i for me resources that are really helpful are are apps because they're on they're on my phone yeah and i'm on my phone a lot yeah uh so the esv app because that has a study bible in it that you can pull up Mm. um the U version app because you can pick a translation, you can add friends, you can go yeah. through devotions together. And Are you my friend on U version? I don't know. I haven't had U version <laughs> for like three years. Oh man, maybe it's I'll been get a long it. time. I did it when I'll I did date women in the Word three sixty five because I followed the as it happened plan oh, on my phone. Yeah. It was really really helpful to me. Yeah, so. that is a really helpful one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then there was a while where I used the First Five app, which is by the Proverbs 31 ministry, and they have devotionals based on books Mm -hmm. and themes, including the Old Testament. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's... You can kind of search through if you're looking for something specific. Yep. Gotcha. Um, And then I would be remiss if I didn't mention Logos, another app. (laughs) Uh, You can get this as an app. You can, yeah. It's an app. Why didn't I know this? Which is hold down on me. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really here's the here's how we're different. It's really my husband's app that he uses a lot, uh, and I just take the device <laughs> when I need it. Yes, uh, because it can get really quickly into the nitty gritty. But yeah. it's good for like quick word searches yeah. or if you're looking for a phrase. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to contextualize everything and to begin going a little deeper. Yeah. So yeah. maybe one good helpful tip for our listeners is like just just choose to replace one app today on yeah. your phone with one of these Bible apps. Yeah. Or not replace. I mean, if you have room. But just I think that would be a really helpful first step is to practically take uh, over your phone again with things that are yes. good. And uh, Kate just mentioned several of them. A lot of you. them. Yeah. And I, I only have one of these. Okay. So I have the ESV app on my phone. Okay. And awesome. I 
there was a point where I had all of them, and it's really overwhelming <laughs> yeah. because you have to figure Pick out one direction. What's the best. Yeah, and go for it. You don't want to burn out by again, right? Too many things. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. And if it doesn't work for you the first week or so, yeah. try a different one. Yeah, but give it its time. Yeah, for you to figure out if it's worth it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great mentions. And we'll Thank put the you. rest of your list up on uh, our show notes. Perfect. Excellent. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. That was beautiful. Hey, listener, I hope you're encouraged to get in the Old Testament today. Hope that um, kind of summed up maybe some of the major uh big picture for you. And then um, if you have any more questions or want to chat about it, please send us a message or post something on our uh, Facebook group. And we'd love to get a conversation started about the Old Testament. We're here to teach each other and encourage each other. So thanks for listening in today. Have a great day.